Greetings, Mary Meet. Welcome to our little cottage in the forest of the internet. You're listening to Country Dwellers Podcast with Marilyn and Runa. Walk with us on our path as we illuminate spirituality from the pagan perspective. podcast. Hello all of you fellow spring fever people. I'm Marilyn. She's the PNW priestess and I'm the solitary head witch turned sea witch Runa. We are both country dwellers. Are you a country dweller? I know Anita and Erica and Lisa and oh so many more of you are. Thanks for listening. Tell your friends and get them to get caught up on this journey with you and the both of us. So are you saying we have new listeners? I am saying we have new listeners. Oh, I love that. Runa is the one that checks on all of those things. I'm just the one that blabs my mouth. (laughs) Well, you can go ahead and blab about our plans. So I wanted to tell everyone, or actually prepare everyone, for our summertime fun plans. Um, Runa and I will be taking a break during the summer because you know she's got her very handsome young man graduating from school then she's transferring everything over to the beautiful vessel that she's creating have we announced her name yet online Mm-mm. do you want to announce her name yet let's wait okay we're gonna wait i'm glad i didn't stay tuned. that. see that <laughs> stay tuned and so anyway so she's gonna be transferring over to see which status and during the summer I am extremely selfish with my little dude time that I have (laughs) with my kids. It doesn't last that long, nor does the nice weather out here. Nope. So, as of the beginning to middle of June... Right around solstice. Yeah, right around solstice, uh, Runa and I are going to be taking a break for Mm. at least a couple of months. Maybe not coming back until... What, first week of September? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I Depending. Think, mm-hmm. I think maybe not coming back until first week of September. I need to get my summer on, people. <laughs> <laughs> I wish it was sunny outside so I could, like, really be into it right now. But it's <laughs> fucking not. And yeah. so, anyway, so I just wanted to put it out there and prepare everyone. We will have tons of podcasts for you all to listen to during that break and enjoy our sweet voices and little quips that we give to one another (laughs) during that time. And also, it's not like we won't be on Facebook or Instagram or things like that. So we will still be checking those accounts. If you have a question, a comment, a suggestion as to a podcast that you would love to hear Mm -hmm. via season two. Yes. Please put go to our website, put it on our Facebook, go somewhere, email us at info at countrydwellers.com, and just let us know what you might want to hear for season two. Sure, yes. Anything you want to add to that? Just that during that downtime, we're going to be ramping up some new features, hopefully, potentially, and we'll, uh, we'll 
keep in touch with you via social media and I don't even know these new features that she's speaking of. So she's keeping them <laughs> she's keeping them very close to the vest here. She's surprising well, me too. I think she just likes you just like to keep me on my toes. I think that's the Well real yeah. Issue. Well because I'm there's always technical questions that have to be answered and sometimes that takes a minute to flush out and but I have some good ideas for us and nice. So stay tuned. Yes, please stay tuned, everyone. Until then, enjoy our smart-ass podcast. <laughs> Let's, Let's do the tarot card of the week. Yeah, let me just <laughs> shuffle these babies and put my little saying into them really quick. Mm-hmm. All right, lady. Pick one that we've never had before, will you? Oh, I will do my best. The cards always have a mind of yeah, their own. Yeah, they do. Though, they do. They? Well... We got Princess of Wands. Oh, we have not had her. Good job, Runa. Good job. (laughs) And she comes to us in reverse today. Mm -hmm. So when I draw the princesses, they are talking about seeds of planting. Mm. Okay. Oh, well, perfect timing. Yes, but she's in reverse. Mm. So she's also wands, which is southern aspect, fire, Element, transformation, creativity, ego, sex drive, manifestation, taking action, initiating, change, Mm -hmm. right? So we've got the princess of wands, uh, the planter of seeds coming into reverse. And when she comes to me in reverse, she's telling me, I'm not... I'm not here to represent a seed that you need to plant. Mm -hmm. I'm here to represent a seed that you've already planted that you need to put action into and grow, bring Mm -hmm. it to bloom, Mm -hmm. okay? So what she's telling me, and, and princesses are maidens, so what she's telling me is now is the perfect, perfect time to, where are we at in moon right now? I can't remember. But anyway, I'm just going to tell you what she's telling me. She's telling me that right now is the perfect, perfect time. We are in waxing gibbous phase to go with that fire energy. Go with that transformation. You've already started at the new moon planting those seeds of beautiful transformation. Now is the time to build upon that foundation that you've created build upon that transformation now's the time to increase that energy of sexuality that energy of passion and creativity what did you at the new moon what seeds of planting did you put out there for your creative aspect for your change aspect now's the time to go ahead and water those a little bit and help those blossoms come up from under the earth and Clear away any debris that might be growing around that beautiful flower that's blossoming. That's what she's telling us today. Yay. Thank you, Princess of Wands. Meow, meow. Uh, She also talks about, really quick, she also talks about, uh, oh, losing virginity. Oh, God. A loss of virginity, (coughs) you know, that uh, sexual experimentation. So, women, men with daughters or sons out there, may be time to talk to them about the birds and the bees. And protection. Yes. (laughs) Practice safe sex, folks. Yes, definitely. What's going on with Witch's Almanac? 
Well, this week, for our 40th podcast, I can't even believe we've done that many already. It's amazing. I know, it's crazy, right? We are combining Witch's Almanac and Old One's Wisdom. Okay. And we're going to talk about the Witch's Creed. Mm. Doreen Valente, which we've had Old One's Wisdom from before, mm-hmm. created poetry that gave rituals for those practicing the craft or Wicca, gave belief the belief system some color and a life of its own, and she contributed to the growth and popularity of the neo-paganism movement with these, this poetry and these writings, and they've very much become the standard text of many modern pagan groups. Not everybody, I'll put that out there, not everybody, but a lot of times people refer to this basically as a foundational writing. Yes, and if I might add, of you have the Witch's Creed and you have the Wiccan Read. They are a little bit different, mm-hmm. both kind of meaning the same thing in the end, but written a little bit differently. Right. So we're going to talk about the Witch's Creed Got first. That. Yes. <laughs> and the Wiccan Read is something totally separate, yes. uh, and I will touch on it later, but it's not the focus today. But it's very easy to see where her writings, she did the Wiccan Read, she also did the Witch's Creed, she wrote many, many rituals and and poems that became rituals Mm -hmm. and it's just kind of a found like I said a foundational writing and it first appeared in Valente's book Witchcraft for Tomorrow and many witches use it as an ethical guide and they pluck and pull and use what speaks to them which is very much the pagan path Uh you have a broad base of knowledge and You know, you key on one thing. You become a green witch, or you become a priestess, or you become a bard for the pagan life, what have you. Or you become eclectic. Or you become eclectic. And just upon what is needed at that moment. Absolutely. But the witch's creed reads, Hear now the words of the witches, the secrets we hid in the night, when dark was our destiny's pathway, that now we bring forth into light. Mysterious water and fire the earth, and the wide-ranging air. By hidden quintessence, we know them, and we will and will and keep silent and dare. The birth and rebirth of all nature, the passing of winter and spring, we share with the life universal, rejoice in the magical ring. Four times in the year, the great Sabbath returns and the witches are seen at Lamas and Condelmas dancing on May Eve and Old Halloween. When daytime and nighttime are equal, when sun is at greatest and least, the four lesser Sabbaths are summoned, and witches gather in feast. Thirteen silver moons in a year, thirteen is the coven's array, thirteen times at Esbat make merry for each golden year and a day. The power that was passed down the age, each time between woman and man, each century unto the other, ere time and the ages began. When drawn is the magical circle by sword or thami of power, its compass between two worlds lies in land of the shades for that hour. This world has no right then to know it. And world of beyond will tell not. The oldest of gods are invoked there. The great work of magic is wrought. For the two are mystical pillars that stand at the gate of the shrine. And two are the powers of nature, the forms and the forces divine. The dark and the light in succession, the opposites each unto 
each, shone forth as a god and a goddess, of this our ancestors teach. By night he's the wild wind's rider, the horned one the lord of the shades. By day he's the king of the woodland, the dweller in green forest glades. She is youthful or old as she pleases. She sails the torn clouds in her bark. The bright silver lady of midnight, the crone who weaves spells in the dark. The master and mistress of magic that dwell in the deeps of the mind, immortal and ever renewing with power to free or to bind. So drink the good wine to the old gods and dance and make love in their praise till Elfame's fair land shall receive us in peace at the end of our days. And do what you will be the challenge, so be it love that harms none, for this is the only commandment, by magic of old be it done. Oh. And that is the witch's creed. Mm-hmm. Although I butchered many spots, I apologize. But I'm really curious, we're curious, if our listeners have a creed, use this one, or go by something more simple, such as, do as thou wilt and harm none, or no one. We'd love for you to comment on our website under episode 40's post at www.countrydwellers.com. Yes, very nice. You know it's uh, very well written when you get chills <laughs> when you read it. That means that shit is good. Let's go into the moon cycles now, shall we? Yes. We are in our second quarter waxing gibbous phase, also known as the moon of endings. Tonight's moon is brought to you by the sign of Libra, the lovers, the olive branch givers, Libras. Composers of peace and beauty, the bringers of togetherness through sensitive communication. Such a sweet sign they can be. When the moon sits in the sign of Libra, it hopefully also brings us feelings of balance and harmony. And who doesn't like a little bit of that, right? Oh, yeah. (laughs) I know I do. I'm all over the place these days. I like to picture myself hanging in my hammock under the moon, perfectly balanced, swinging softly side to side, peaceful, in harmony with spirit and nature. And in my backyard, that's very easily done. The team-building sign of Libra is ruled by the planet Venus, the brightest planet in our solar system and the only planet named after a female. Venus is filled with fiery volcanoes. I'm thinking maybe that's why the goddess Venus is depicted as having red hair. Probably. (laughs) I joke, but who knows? She is a fiery one, that beautiful, beautiful Venus. The energies of Venus Bring to us appreciation of beauty, desire, passion, love, and sex. Which gets me thinking about Beltane. Mm-hmm. So many awesome Beltane celebrations going on tonight. I mean, they're all over Washington. If you do not know of one, but you want to go to one, go to Facebook. They're everywhere. Libra is an air elemental sign blowing in from the direction of the east. Air represents intuition, communication, ancestry, connection to spirit, the power of the mind, and intellect. 
It's a reminder of joy and youth with its color represented as yellow. Air is the bringer of beginnings and the season of spring. Its winds sometimes felt as a stinging cut made by the tarot suit of swords. Well, it's interesting that Libra has to do with ancestors because Walpurgis Night not. Walpurgis not. I cannot talk today. Oh my god. I think you need to drink more. I think that's the problem. <laughs> Anyhow, go on. <laughs> I, I'm just dead. Well, the east is representing spring. Right. So, which also represents air. Mm -hmm. So, in springtime, you get those beautiful windstorms. Remember, they hit the branches. Yeah. The dead branches off the trees, and that's what you end uh -huh. up cleaning up. Mother Nature's little um, clean that she does. So what I want you to remember during this moon is to be free with yourselves today. Have fun. Enjoy the moment that you are in, please. Find the peace in just being for a minute, okay? Let words of love and passion flow from you like the beautiful lava from the volcanoes on Venus. Get out and surround yourself with beauty. If anything, just to remember that it still exists. The stone of the week I chose, I actually chose it this week, <laughs> was yellow appetite. I have two of these at home and I absolutely adore them. They're amazing, yummy, yummy stones. Appetite is a dual action stone known for its positive use of personal power to achieve goals. It clears away confusion, apathy, or negativity, then stimulates the intellect to expand knowledge and truth. Very, very much a Eastern stone. Mm -hmm. Yellow, it's yellow, beautiful yellow. So it expands the knowledge and truth, which may be used for personal growth or for the collective good. It's a stone of manifestation. If you're doing prosperity spells, money spells, it's wonderful to have yellow appetite there with you. Yellow appetite, also called gold or golden appetite, is one of the purest crystals of the yellow ray. The vibration of mental clarity, strength of will, and manifestation. It brings a sunny, spiritual energy to the aura inspiring hope and passion for life, and instilling a sense of self-worth and self-confidence. Yellow appetite is also a stone of learning, enlarging one's capacity to take in and new or and process, sorry, new information, especially information that helps in manifesting one's dreams and desires. So it's a really good stone to use this week. Question of the week. What is your biggest fear? Think of one thing that can add to your power of releasing that fear, okay? Magic to be done during this moon. Since we're in waxing gibbous moon, magic that is for the bringing to you, but in a way that is also preparing for release at the full moon. So a great example of this would be magic to bring to or build strength within you in preparation for full moon release or to build the ability 
to see the courage within you for illumination of how to overcome such things as fears at the full moon. Another astro aspect that's going to be happening, look for the beautiful full wind moon in Scorpio tomorrow night, April 29th, and go and get your sexy Scorpio on. Have some watery fun. What is going on with the wheel of the year, my darling? Well, we're going to get to that in a minute. We're going to play Guess These Stones oh first. Oh, my God. You're ridiculous. <laughs> You're always fucking testing me. All right. And for those people who've been following our Facebook page or Runa's Facebook page, I have this huge, and I mean it is huge, it fills up an entire spare room in my home right now, collection of stones that I inherited when my mother-in-law passed. Unfortunately, while she was sick and in hospice, her partner at the time kind of just gathered up all of her belongings and put them in boxes without any kind of inventory and care. And so there's stuff that I know like right off the top of my head, oh, this is amethyst or this is tourmaline or what have you. But there's a bunch of stones that I have no idea what they are. Were these all in the same bin? They were in a giant box. Okay. I've, I've had to separate everything that kind of looked the same and put them all together. This is petrified wood. That's what I thought. You That's can tell great. by the rings. Okay. And I'm going to take a picture of all these things and put it on the post for this website yes. so everybody can see what poor Marilyn's having to deal with. And I'm going, what is this? What is this? What is this? What is this? I thought that was petrified wood. That's awesome. I'm going to have to do some thinking upon these. I want to say, this one's different. I yeah. want to say these two are a jasper, but... This almost looks like it could be a petrified wood as well. And petrified wood can get really heavy. But that one's not as heavy. But I, I this don't, I, this, even though my eyes are telling me this might be petrified wood, my gut is telling me, no, bitch, it's not. So I have to do some thinking with okay. this one. This one is, I believe, either a form of banded jasper or it might be... God, it reminds me of like some of the sandstones that came from it's too my hard, desert. Though, though. My desert. I yeah. well, I have a sandstone sphere at mm. home that is like this. So mm. they can actually get this hard, to be quite honest with you. Mm. Um I'm not sure. I'm gonna have to think about those two. Okay. And and this one definitely reminds me of the sandstone too. So that's these two look like they could be together, mm -hmm. and they actually look like they came from um, the same area. The same which area, is not which is either Lake Mead area or Valley of Fire area. Mm -hmm. That's I can tell you. I think that's where these she two spent came a, from. She spent a lot of time in that area, so yeah. that wouldn't be surprising. And me growing to me. up there, that's mm -hmm. why they look so familiar to me. Mm -hmm. This one is uh, definitely a. A jasper, mm -hmm. and it is, it's a red jasper, but hold on, let me look on here really quick. Sure. The internet is so wonderful. I know, it's fucking amazing, see? It's a dark red jasper. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what that is. I don't know where she might have grabbed it, though. I'm going to say, oh, okay, this is from Red Rock. Yeah? 
That's from Red Rock. That's a nice one. Mm-hmm. It's from Red Rock. That, yeah, I think uh, that's from Red Rock. I know that's from Red Rock. These two, I believe, are from Valley of Fire. And let's go to, I wonder if I can find you. See, look, there's a hard sandstone. Oh, yeah, look at that. They can get really hard, so don't let it fool you. I'm going to have to do some thinking on those. Okay. I do believe that they are, and see how that it's red and dark mm-hmm. here? Yeah. That's why I'm thinking that that is definitely sandstone. This one could be sandstone, but just a little bit of a darker band going on there. I, I, think, I think this one definitely is, though. I'm going to have to think about it a little bit more, to be quite honest with you. Okay. Oh, we'll post the photos in the episode yeah, and definitely. on Facebook and all of that stuff. And I have a feeling that for at least the next couple of episodes, we're going to be guess that rock. Oh, my God. <laughs> all right. I'm going to fucking start studying up there. I'm on it. But all back right. to the wheel of the year. It's time to get ready for Beltane and Walspurgisnacht or Hexen Night. <laughs> the Night of the Witches. Beltane is a festival held on the first day of May in Ireland and Scotland, celebrating the beginning of summer and opening pastures. Beltane is first mentioned in a glossary attributed to Cormac, Bishop of Cashel and King of Munster, who was killed in the year 908. Cormac described how cattle were driven between two bonfires on Beltane as a magical means of protecting them from disease before they were led into summer pastures, a custom still observed in Ireland into the 20th century and the 21st century. Other festivals include maypole dances, cutting of green boughs and flowers. In early Irish lore, a number of significant events took place on Beltane, which long remained the focus of folk traditions and tales in Ireland, Scotland, and the Isle of Man, as did other pre-Christian Celtic peoples, the Irish divided the year into two main seasons, winter, and the beginning of the year fell on November 1st, Samhain, mm-hmm. and mid-year and summer on May 1st, Irish, Beltane. These two junctures were thought to be critical periods when the bounds between the human and supernatural worlds were temporarily eased. On May Eve, April 30th, a.k.a. Walpurgisnacht, Witches and fairies roamed freely, and measures had to be taken against their enchantment. So it's very much like Samhain and Halloween, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Same kind of thing. The veil thins, and you have all this supernatural activity going on. Yeah. Hexenacht, or Night of the Witches, is also that April 30th is also known as, and whatever preferred title you choose, it is a spring festival traditionally celebrated in many parts of Central and Northern Europe, and it runs from the evening of April 30th until May 1st. It is scheduled exactly six months before Halloween. I love it. During the last night of April, witches gather in a place designated as a Hexentagsplatz, so that is the main circle of witches. A plots is a is an area and especially the Germanic lands where people gather. Plots just means center, right? But the witches dance. After dancing, they will fly together using a broomstick in a place called Har's Mountain. And they are said to dance with the deities and the spirits, e.g. ancestors. Yes. For blessings, modern celebrations, including in the Czech Republic, where this day usually marks the last day of winter. 
This is when they burn all their broomsticks and straws and create a huge bonfire. They will then dance around the bonfire, drink beer, have sumptuous meals, you know. The norm. The pagan partiers. <laughs> In Finland, this day is considered as one of the four biggest celebrations throughout the year, and they usually celebrate it during the day. They gather in huge fields and parks where families meet and dine together, spread blankets all over the ground, and, you know, have a picnic and eat. I love it. And there'll be loud traditional music and games. In Germany, there will also be bonfires to mark the beginning of the celebration. And in some towns, they dress up in scary Halloween-type costumes. To make it even more exciting, they play pranks towards their neighbors. And these are very... Nice pranks. They're not mean-spirited at all. Oh. But they'll either, like, mess up the garden or, um, you know, put a poster of graffiti over the windows or, you know, something that doesn't leave a mark, you know, permanently or anything like that. They'll, you know, hide their neighbor's keys or their lawnmower, you know, whatever. You know, silly stuff. In Sweden, the celebration is usually accompanied by songs, like the Swedes love to sing. Traditionally, the songs are played throughout the country. In some universities, there will be a huge celebration. It's kind of a school fair time. You know, you think about our field days. That's very much what it's like in Sweden. And they'll have little festivals where there'll be booths, you know, in the communities that sell food and drinks and entertainment, games, things like that. In most countries celebrating this festival, dressing up using their most creative scary costumes is a must. Witches seem to be a focus of Walpurgisnacht, even if they're not following the pagan path. Mm. But more importantly is they make use of their time to celebrate their blessings and look forward to the days ahead of them. Yeah. In my tradition, we normally have a special evening meal of some sort of fish. And if I'm able, I try to get the fish right from the fishermen. Uh, so on the 30th, I will be driving down to Fisherman's Wharf to get our dinner that night, dress in bright colors, and, you know, I normally have a blessing in my garden. Because on May Eve, you bless your garden in the old ways by... Say it. Well, I don't want my neighbors to think that I'm out there with the Viking getting it on. (laughs) You're not going to be neighbors with them for too much longer, so what the fuck does that matter? But yes... We normally sneak out there and have a little love fest right there in the garden. And that is very, very much an old, traditional, pagan ritual for May Eve or Walpurgisnacht. You can also have a bonfire or jump a candle for good luck and welcome in May at dawn with singing and dancing. And you can ask my kids on the morning of May 1st, no matter if it's a school morning or whatever, they got woken up with music, big time. And we had a little dance party in the living room. (laughs) Well, Beltane is very often celebrated with sex. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. The maypole representing the phallus. Yes. Mm -hmm. The going into the earth representing the female. So you have male entering female. I mean, mm-hmm. it's a time of fertility. It's yeah. a time oh, yeah. of sex. You want, you time... want your livestock to go out in the fields and have lots of babies. You bet. Yes. It's a time of celebration. Mm-hmm. So make sure you get the fuck out there and celebrate. You can go screw in your garden if you want to. Teach your neighbors some new tricks they don't know. 
or if it's raining as in some years past we've just opened up our window and our win our bedroom window looks out on the garden so nice you can do that too very nice very nice yeah no i <laughs> i i know our neighbors think we're absolutely insane as it is but whatever who gives a shit yeah cares. <laughs> if I go through life with people thinking I'm crazy, mm-hmm. you know what? I'm fine with that. I'm literally okay with that. <laughs> there could be worse things that they think of me. Let's put it that I way. I know. I'm just a little off kilter. I'm just recovering from this nasty virus and a crazy, crazy week of all kinds of things. So... Yeah. A crazy, crazy week of anniversary fun time. <laughs> oh, pagan connection. Oh, yes, yes, yes. We are still looking for people to interview. I have a couple on the deck over here, but we're still looking for even more. Miss Runa says we finally have the technology right. So we would love to connect with you and have you connect with our audience. If you would please contact us at info at countrydwellers.com with any interest you may have of being interviewed on our wonderful podcast. Yes, I just want to note that we started the Pagan Connection because you and I had had a conversation that said, and we talked about the fact that following the Pagan path sometimes can feel very, very lonely. Very much so, yes. And we kind of made it, wanted to make it part of our mission in our Country Dwellers podcast to make people feel not so alone and to try and to connect. So you don't have to be right here in the Cascade foothills. No. If you're in North Carolina or you're in Georgia, or you're in California or Idaho or Kansas, give us a call. Yeah, we can email do an interview by phone. Yes. It's not an issue. And live interviews to me are always so much more fun than, sure. hey, we're going to ask you this question. Think about an answer. You know what I'm mm-hmm, saying? Mm-hmm. I mean, when you're talking to somebody live, you're getting that real person talking sure. back to you. Absolutely. And I love that. I love Absolutely. That. And by the way, it's also fun to have somebody else screw up on an interview, so that way I'm not the only one fucking up over here. <laughs> FYI. Ah, I think that you are over-judging yourself. You're not giving yourself <laughs> enough credit. Hello, I'm Virgo. Have we not met? <laughs> What's going on with the cauldron cooking today? Well, since it's Beltane or going to be Beltane, I'm giving everyone a recipe for Mediterranean halibut, which is so, so yummy. I love halibut. I could eat halibut every single day. But while I'm looking at some of the amazing things added to it, it sounds absolutely delicious. Yes, so you'll need four six-ounce halibut fillets, a quarter teaspoon of salt, or a little bit more if you like, a quarter teaspoon of freshly ground pepper, or a little bit more per your preference, two shallots sliced into thin rounds, two cloves of garlic minced, one pound of frozen artichokes thawed. Mm. Now, a lot of parts of the country you may not be able to find frozen artichokes thawed, so you can use canned artichokes, but you need to drain the oil. And are we talking about just the heart, or are we talking about all of it? It's mostly just the heart. Okay. It's mostly the heart. All right. A half a cup of white wine, uh, one and a half cups of chicken broth, one can of diced tomatoes. If you have fresh tomatoes, you can use that instead. Just make sure that you've got a cup and a half. 
plus and a half a teaspoon of minced fresh thyme leaves. So just head out into that herb garden that you got and <laughs> pluck some thyme leaves. And yeah. as always, the recipe will be on our website at www.countrydwellers.com. Now, the magic for this recipe, which I almost, almost forgot again, because it's just so natural to me, but this is a love recipe. This is to stir up the libido. This is to help you reconnect with the people that you care for. So it's a great meal to cook for your partner and maybe another couple or go ahead and make it for your family and focus on familial love. It's, it's entirely up to you. But this is a get the juices of love going recipe. Very nice. Very nice. I like it. What's going on with witchy self-care? Again, we have a very Beltane focus, witchy self-care. I want our listeners to go out and buy themselves some flowers. And when you do that, also buy an elderly neighbor a small bouquet too. Deliver it in person. Or leave like a secret fay with a note of encouragement. I like that one. Yeah. <laughs> like that. Again, we did Old One's Wisdom earlier, so it won't come now. So you know where we are at? We are at the spell of the week. Wow. That came quick. Well, we're, we're right at the same amount of time that we always have. <laughs> Which, when I say that came quick, that's not something that normal people really want to hear. <laughs> Especially during Beltane. That's you right. You don't want to do that. Don't want to do that. So the spell of the week comes with a little reminder to everyone. And that reminder is, whatever magic you do, remember the true power lives within you. You don't need spells. You don't need tools like specific candles, stones, or oil, oils. Although those things are always amazing and they're I'm just enhancement they're just and i'm a hoarder of all of them but <clears throat> they are only accessories they're just enhancements to whatever magic you're doing they are not needed all you need is belief faith and trust in the power that you hold inside of you mm-hmm. and with that here we go air blows and ignites the spirit Within, Venus's passionate glow comes to play again. Intuition now becomes the guide as joy exudes outward, stemming from the inside. Shining now, my youthful freedom, my words, my bond. I stand with my ancestors, and with me, my fears cannot abscond. So it is. Thank you for spending this time with us. Go in peace, love, and light. The circle is open, but unbroken. Until we meet again, my darlings. Merry part and blessed be. You've been listening to the Country Dwellers Podcast. You can find us here each and every Saturday. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, as well as on the web at countrydwellers.com. Thanks for listening. Blessed be.